0: friends, welcome back to another episode of The Amber May Show. I'm glad you joined us today because we are going to get some financial literacy under our belts today. And joining me is Jim Tebowl. He's the founder of EPS Wealth Management. He's our certified financial planner. He's been in the business for over 40 years, and he's who I trust for all my financial uh, questions and decisions. I go to him, I say, hey, what do you think about X, Y, Z? And then I listen to the, his expert opinion and his wisdom, and he helps guide me to my financial financial decisions. So I wanted to bring him to you to give you some wisdom today on, is it a good time to be in the stock market? If you can't stomach the stock market, what do you do? Can you leave a legacy for your grandkids? And can you direct that legacy long after you're gone in case you have grandkids that are just spenders and they just love to spend? And can we have tax-free retirement income? Um, is this money that we leave for our grandkids is it tax free or do we have to pay taxes? So we're incorporating all those questions on today's episode. So please like, share, and subscribe. If you believe in what I'm doing, please consider becoming an angel investor. And the easiest way to do that is going to be AmberMayShow.com. Hit the donate button and donate whatever you feel you can donate five, ten, a hundred dollars, whatever you feel you can donate, and be a five dollar monthly subscriber by going to the AmberMayShowLocals.com. Okay, so I want to share with you this amazing um, first aid kit. And it's not like your typical first aid kit that you can get on the Amazon Marketplace or something like that. No, this is beyond. This is an emergency kit that you need, a first aid emergency kit that you need to have on hand. The biggest differentiators, this the first aid kit and others, is it has a tourniquet it has three medical prescriptions for burns, bacterial infections, and staph. It has a coagulator powder and instant glucose. You have an eye wash that it comes with, and it's a, there's a fantastic guidebook that'll help you use each and every tool that's in this first aid kit. So your life to be on the line, or you really, really injured yourself. Come this person. I'm a mom. You're a parent, maybe. Or, or this could come in handy, especially if your kids are doing sports, or you are an athlete, and you're doing something. Come on, if you're in the outdoors, this is what you need. Stop whatever emergency you have going on until your rescuers come and help you The good news is, if you use promo code AMBERKIT100, you're going to save money at at checkout. So that's AMBERKIT100 and you're going to save money at checkout. So remember, go to TWC.Health, check out the First Aid Emergency Kit and use promo code AMBERKIT100 at checkout to save some money. my friends back to the program. And I'm so excited to have Jim Teewald, our certified financial planner joining us today. I I am so excited to do the show with you, Jim. You're the founder of EPS Wealth Management. You've been in the business for over 40 years. So I want to know, Jim, what do you have for us today? What's on your heart? What's going on in the financial world? What are people saying? What do we need to know?
1: Well, first of all, uh, I was just listening, uh, you know, I, I pray about these things. I listen to the Lord, and, and uh, he's given me a couple of scenarios that uh, I think might be out there. We might have a listener out there today who's done extremely well financially, but you're wondering, what's the next step? Uh, how do I put, uh, put to use what I have? Uh, how do I come to the end of my life and hear that well done, thou good and faithful servant? Uh, how do I change the world around me? Uh, how do I leave a legacy to my kids and their kids? Uh, I spoke with someone last week who, uh, uh, when I was talking about uh, leaving a legacy to his children, uh, it's it was sad to say, he said, well, my kids really don't handle money well. We don't even have a good relationship. And I was thinking to myself, you know, uh, my kids respond to money. In fact, uh, one of my grandkids uh, did something here uh, recently uh, where I, I just said to him, you know, I... I I want to leave you an an inheritance, and I know I got his attention when I said that, but I want to leave you an inheritance, but I want to make sure that you are able to handle it when you get it. So uh, I'm going to be speaking into your life, and I I think, uh, you know, everybody responds to money in a positive way, and I think we need to learn sometimes with our kids and our grandkids uh, how to uh, Tweak their interest. Uh, how to pass on the uh, the things that we've learned over the years, and how to how to amass wealth and and how to uh, manage wealth uh, well. So, uh, so if, if you're that person, I want to talk to you. Uh, also, if you're that sp- person that that uh, whose spouse recently passed, and you're in a panic mode, you don't know what to do. Uh, your spouse handled all the finances and uh, now suddenly you're thrust into a role that you're totally unfamiliar with uh, we can help you we've been through that situation with uh with gals and with guys a number of times over the years so there's help here i'd like to talk to you if that is you
0: oh let me and, ask uh, you this since you're talking about spouses this situation came up this week where someone was telling me about how back in july their mother died and they were left with like all the things that because they, they were the custodians of her trust. And so mm-hmm. they had like all, they were like, they felt pulled in all these different directions and they're in the middle of mourning the mom. Like, is that something you can help clients with too?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, in fact, uh, Amber, in that situation, the the you, know, you use the proper words, uh, you're in the middle of mourning your mom. And let's face it, we all love dads, but moms get the special place in our heart. So you're mourning your mom, and then you've got a financial mess, and you have to realize if you've got siblings, they're all mourning too, yes. and uh, you put mourning together with money, and uh, it tends to bring out uh, you know our some of our, our worst possible uh, reactions to things. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a time when everybody's uh, emotions are on edge, and then you're faced to deal with money uh, as well. So yeah. Yeah, that's it It just needs to uh, it helps a lot to talk with someone who has been through that before and someone who has uh, can look at it with a with an eye that's not uh, linked to a lot of emotions. So, yeah, definitely. We like to help in those kinds of situations. Awesome. And we've been doing it for years. So we've been through it. Uh, We've. uh we've dealt with uh, beneficiaries that are nice and beneficiaries that are not nice. And, uh, you know, basically there's just ways of handling those situations. So yes, we can. and Have we you do. ever
0: dealt with the world of Alzheimer's with your clients?
1: Yes. In fact, uh, I had a gal come to our office here. It was a couple of years ago. Now she was sent by her pastor and uh, she came in and she was just, She told me later, actually, the pastor told me later, because I I asked him, uh, you know, what was her response when she came in? And and the pastor said, well, what she told me is that before she walked into that meeting with you, she was just in total panic mode. Her mind was racing. Her emotions were running wild. And she said, 90 minutes later, I walked out in complete peace, confident that I and my family would be fine. And, you know, we were able to uh, work through her situation and, uh, her husband has since uh, passed away, but, and, uh, and the family is, is doing just great, but yes, you know, and if you're that situation, if you're in that uh, type of, uh, uh, if that's what's going on in your life right now, we'd love to talk to you.
0: Wonderful. You know, it, I was surprised about the year 22 and it, it, I was honestly, I was expecting a, a worse outcome. I was expecting to be in a recession, but I want to talk to briefly about the 22 last year's market can you tell us what happened in 22 well it,
1: it, it's funny I, I just wrote a, 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 a newsletter that goes out by email blast to our to our clients and and one of the things I was saying to them was that in the January newsletter from last year January of 2020 2023, we were recapping the horrible things that went on in 2022, the market, you know, the the wheels came off the market in 2022. And a lot of the big uh, tech stocks just had a a terrible time that year. But uh, the funny thing about it was, I I just said, you know, have a good uh, a good strategy in the market and stay the course. And of course, in 2023, the market did what the market often does. When it comes off a bad year, it roared back. The S&P came up uh, about 26% last year. Uh, a couple of stocks, uh, I had a client say, why didn't you put me all in NVIDIA? <laughs> uh, because NVIDIA stock uh, about tripled last year. So uh, it's one of the stocks we had in our portfolio, but uh, we don't of course put all of our money in one stock if we could uh, if we could look back and and uh, you know use hindsight and do one of those time travel things, I guess we would do it, but uh, we can't so we don't. but the market uh, the market roared back in fact, the market this year, the economy is actually uh, very very uh, a lot stronger than people thought it was going to be. so it's uh, I, I read a lot, and, and of course, there's always people that say, uh, you know, this is going to be a bad year. The market's going to, we're going to have a recession, depression, uh, all of the things that uh, that the naysayers thing about uh, say about the market. But you know, basically, one the jobs report came out uh, last Friday, and uh, the jobs situation was actually twice as good as what people anticipated. So. Uh, In spite of the crazy things that are happening politically in this country, in spite of the crazy things that are happening socially in this country, uh, our economy is still probably the strongest economy in the world right now. So uh, we just have to, uh, in my opinion, we just have to think in terms of uh, what has worked well in the past. The market does go up and down. That is the nature of the market. Have a strategy that works well, whether the market is up or down, and then stay the course. Uh, that's that's what works over the long haul.
0: I agree with that. Um, people often are scared about going into the market. But before we go into that, um, so would you say like now is a good time to invest in the market? Um Or are you thinking of, okay, maybe we should do something else? Because I know the Fed's going to, are talking about lowering rates, but not yet, not quite yet. It's going to be a while before they're talking about lowering rates. So do you think it's now is a great time to be in the stock market?
1: Well, uh, I go back to that uh, illustration. What's the best time to plant a tree? Well, that's 20 years ago. What's the second best time to plant a tree today? So... (laughs) Uh, I take that same uh that same uh, thought pattern into investing in the market. Sure, you could wait a day or two and the market could uh it could drop 3% tomorrow. Uh that would be a great time to buy, but you know when I when I look back uh, at people that bought into the market 10, 20, 30 years ago, they don't remember what the prices were sure. doing at the time that they bought. Uh, If I look at McDonald's stock back in 2008, it was $50 a share. It's almost $300 a share today. Uh, Has it gone up and down during that period of time? Absolutely. In fact, if I go back to 2016, the price range on that stock was $127.50 on the high and $87.50 on the low, which is a 46% difference. You know, if you bought McDonald's stock in 2016 and your stock dropped 46%, you probably would be uh, clinging to the handrails and looking for the exit. But if you would have done that, that would have been the dumbest thing you could possibly do because the company uh, makes a lot of money. They own a lot of real estate. It's a good company. So, but if you have a strategy that recognizes those things are going to come up from time to time that uh, they're going to find a chicken head. Uh, and I don't know if they actually found a chicken head in, in Colonel Sanders, but you know, that's the rumor or the hamburgers are made from green slime and blah, blah, blah. Uh, that stuff is going to come up from, from time to time. But you know, if you're investing in good, solid companies that are making money, uh, I just, uh, I ignore that stuff.
0: Hey, I'm gonna get to that thought in just a second, but right now I'm gonna take a quick break. Hey, so when you are a guest at the amber May's house, you get luxury, and how you get luxuries is I have this uh sleeping couch, this sleeper sofa, and you're telling me that's not luxury, it is when you put a My Pillow mattress topper on it. All my guests that have come over and stayed at my house. Have really enjoyed this uh, sleeper sofa, which says a lot because uh, they're getting to sleep on the My Pillow pillows, and you get the My Pillow mattress topper. And then it doesn't stop there with the luxury because when you shower at the MMA Show's house, you get to have a my pillow towel i don't have the kids using it i just let the adults have the luxury so the adults get to use the my pillow, and they're phenomenal and right now there's a massive sale going on with the my pillow towels so you should really put luxury into your home and live it every day like amber may does every day so i have a my pillow mattress topper on my bed i use the my pillow sheets the my pillow towels my pillow slippers I live luxury, and I don't have to pay the luxury price because uh, my pillow has promo code. So use my name, Amber, and save up to 66% off, and you can live luxurious as well. Hello, this is Tanya Joy from Beauty for Ashes, and you are watching The Amber May Show. So many of us think that sleep is a luxury. Sleep is not a luxury, sleep is a necessity. It's gonna help you restore all your bodily functions, help your body recover, recoup, It's something that we need to function on a daily basis. We need to feel restful. And if you're not feeling restful, because you're not getting a proper night's sleep, then I have something just for you. I just absolutely adore Dr. Stella. She comes out with some great supplements. And here's one of the newest ones she came out with, and it's Kobe Sleeps. So if you have trouble going to sleep at night, and you want a more restful night's sleep, go to DrStellaMD.com, go to her supplements section, and and purchase this, and use promo code AmberMay, one word. you'll save some money there. Not only does it help promote more restful night sleep, it helps with stress and joint function. So if you have stress, you have joint function, you're also not getting a good restful night's sleep, you need to go to drstellamd.com, get these Kobe sleep bites right now, and save money by using promo code Amber May. You are listening to the Amber May Show, and now we return to the show already in progress. So let's talk about that for a minute. We're talking about moments when the stock market goes down. Now, on paper, that is considered an unrealized loss, correct? Yes. You didn't sell your stock. That means you didn't truly lose money because you hadn't had sold your stock. That means that in that moment in time, yes, the stock market went down. But as long as you didn't sell, it's an unrealized loss, which means you didn't lose a dime. Am I correct?
1: That is correct. Okay, so that's important.
0: That's important because people often see that the stock, We like if you watch the news, it'll say, oh, today the S&P is down or or today the S&P is up. If you sold when the S&P is down in that moment, yeah, then at, at that point you did take a loss. But as long as you kept that stock. It's just an unrealized loss, meaning unless you really sold it, you didn't lose anything. And then tomorrow, you, know, you don't know, it could make, they could like jump up like a thousand volt. Like you don't know what the next day will be. That's, that's something crazy about the stock market. You just don't know.
1: And that's the, the one thing that you do know about the market is that your prices are going to go up and down. So uh, that's a, that's a guarantee. I tell people when they, when they sign up and and I say, that's a promise that I know that I can keep. So, but you know, let's compare the stock market to gold. There's a lot of people that talk about gold and silver these days. Mm -hmm. Well, if you looked at the prices of gold and silver last week,
0: they went down, didn't
1: they? They went down, yeah. yeah. And you know, you know when they go down? When the economic news is good. That's when gold prices go down. Gold prices thrive. Uh, You know, all all it takes is for uh, Russia to invade uh, the Ukraine and gold prices will soar. Uh, All it takes is some kind of bad news in the market and gold prices leap up immediately. So they go up and down. Now, people will say, well, gold has intrinsic value. Yes, it does but you know owning stock in the stock market has intrinsic value as well because if i own shares of stock in uh, mcdonald's as an example or lowes or or companies like that i'm a part owner of that company i have something in my hand that is worth something i i own shares i'm a i have intrinsic value in my hand just as i do with uh, when i own gold and silver and I have to recognize that the prices of those things are going to go up and down. So I don't own them from the uh, from the standpoint that I I always want there. I always expect the price to go up because that's that doesn't happen. I own it from the standpoint that it it uh, plays a role in my portfolio. Exactly,
0: exactly. That I love gold and silver for that reason. Um, yes, that that in case let's say we are down to nineteen twenty nine again. We see that. 1929 fall i know i'll have something i can trade with um or you know just just like my friend does he will buy a lot of gold and then he'll sell it and he'll buy stuff like property um mm-hmm. that's something you could do or you could pass it down to your children like we have a lady in our office whose father gave her two huge bat suitcases full of silver and she has it to this day and she can either use it and, and sell some of her silver and use it to buy something, or she could just give it to her kids as an inheritance. So it's right. a great idea to have some of it in your portfolio. So if you, if you're looking at where can I buy and silver with a place you can trust, I tell you, you need to buy it from EPS wealth management. That's where I'm buying all my silver from. And that's where you should too. And so I think you should give us a call, Jim, what's the phone number to the office?
1: Well, I think that's uh, great advice, uh, Amber, uh, you know, gold and silver and stocks and bonds. Uh, and there's other ways, of course, of uh, saving for retirement. We'll talk about those a little bit, but you just made a comment about the Great Recession. And, you know, one of the things that uh, kept a lot of people from jumping out of the windows in the Great Depression, they found out that they had cash value in their life insurance. And some of the people that were at the windowsill looking out into the street, ready to leap, uh, I envision maybe uh, someone from their office running in and and yelling, don't jump, don't jump, Mr. Smith. I just found that you had cash value in your life insurance. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know when when Walt Disney wanted to build Disneyland and he couldn't get a loan from the bank, he went to the cash value in his life insurance policies to find the money to build his dream. And we all know how that worked out, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, so there's, yeah, there's great things that we can do. I, you know, Amber, I'm actually excited about the times that we live in is as, as bad as they are. And as crazy as people uh, can be sometimes these days, there's a lot of opportunities out there. And I was just reading this morning in the Bible where God has given us the ability to get wealth in fact his desire is that we have uh, that we are that we prosper that we have the ability when god puts it on our heart to help someone or do something or support the, a worthwhile cause uh, our money should not be dictating whether we do that or not i believe that god has uh, from the scripture says that above all else, I desire that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. And that that uh, phrase, even as your soul prospers, is what derails a lot of us. We are guilty of what uh, uh, Zig Ziglar used to call stinking thinking. We need a checkup from the neck up. We need to change the way we think about things. We don't need to think about money the way religion thinks about money. We need to think about money the way God thinks about money.
0: I'll take a verse and I'll raise you a verse. My most favorite Bible verse of all is Jeremiah 29, 11, where it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope and a future. That is my most favorite verse of the Bible. Uh, I, I I think about it often. Um, it just shows that God loves us like you're a father. If one of your kids were really struggling, would you just sit there and let your kids struggle or would you do what you could to help your child get through that difficult shit?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, one of the things I've said to my kids is because, you know, when we go through the teenage years and we all did and we all made our share of mistakes. Uh, one of the things I said to my kids was, look, if you're going to make mistakes for for crying out loud, let's, let's get creative. Let's make some new ones. Let's not keep doing the same ones over and over again. So, uh, and that, that was said in in half jest, but you're right, Amber, if your child is struggling, uh, if your child asks for a, for a loaf of bread, you're not going to give them a a stone, or if he asked for a fish, you're not going to give him a scorpion. That's what the Bible says. Anyhow, you're going to help your child. And that same thing comes along with, uh, with health. Uh, If I put, if I put sickness on my kid, CPS would be at my door the next day. So this idea that God somehow puts sickness on us, that is crazy. And that's that, uh, you know, when it talks about uh, beloved, I, I, I want them above all else. I desire that you be, that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. That's where we need to change our minds and change our, uh, our outlook on life. And, and I think for a lot of us today, um, you know, we, we hear a lot about budgeting from the gurus. You know how you can uh, pare your budget down. Don't go to you know don't go to the Starbucks and and uh, don't go here, don't go there. Uh, not picking on Starbucks. I'm a Starbucks aficionado. I'm a latte. <laughs> I'm a latte lover. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> uh, sometimes we you know there's there's only so far that you can take your budget down. And I think uh, you know budgeting is good, but uh, I don't see that as much in the scriptures as I see a God being a God of uh, infinite wealth. In fact, my favorite uh, my favorite economist is a guy by the name of Paul Pilsner, and years ago he did a, an interview with uh, Tony. Uh, uh, about to think of his last name now, but uh, you know the guy that I mean the. You know how you think about things is oh, how you, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: uh-huh.
1: yeah. yeah, you'll think that in a moment. But mm-hmm. in an interview, and in that interview, he said that most people would tell you that economics is the management of finite resources. And he said, Well, when I became a Christian and I realized that God owns all the wealth that there is in the universe, You're and that's that Tony universe-
0: Robbins, right.
1: Tony Robbins, yes, Tony Robbins. That was a great interview, by the way. It was done years ago. I have it on tape. I listen to it from time to time. But uh, Paul Pilsner said, look, economics, if you're a believer, is not the science of the management of finite resources. It is the science of the management of infinite resources. Mm. And that's how we need to, we need to just think, you know, change our thinking about things.
0: Oh, I like the way you're saying that. So, okay, we're, we've talked about a couple things so far, and I think there's a way that they kind of correlate to one another. So we talked about the stock market, and we talked about um, aiding your children, right? Now, there's a way, if, if like, let's say, you know, your child's just really terrible at managing money, and they just are a spender, spender, spender. There's ways, and, and we can get into that down the road, but there's ways through a trust where you can, Pick it, tell exactly how the money that you want for your kid to be spent. But if you're a grandfather, like you were talking about earlier, and you want to leave an inheritance for your kid, you can do that with a cash value life insurance, and you can also use life insurance or a type of product of life insurance if you are just can't stomach the market, where if it keeps you up at night because last night you got the the word that the P is down and it dropped like a thousand dollars out of your account and you're just tossing and turning and you can't handle it there's some products out there why don't we talk about that a little bit about the grandkid about you know um the people who can't stomach the market
1: okay great uh amber great topic in fact it made me think of a gal that uh, came to our office a few years ago uh, she had eighty thousand dollars to invest i remember the amount uh and i remember her situation uh so we invested it in the market and i i explained to her the market does go up and down and she was good with that uh and then she gave me a call and her account was down $2000 and uh, she just literally fell apart like the proverbial $2 suitcase mm-hmm. she she said i can't sleep at night i'm getting uh, i'm breaking out in a rash and uh and i just said to her look you know it's not worth it Uh, there's other ways of of dealing uh, with your wealth there's other other tools that we can use if you are if you're if you can't sleep at night the stock market is not the place for you and you know a lot of people express that and the reason they express it is that they honestly really don't uh, understand the market all that well the more you understand the nature of the market the easier it is to put up with its idiosyncrasies but if it's giving you a rash if it's keeping you asleep at night for crying out loud, get out! There's other ways of of accomplishing uh, the things that you want to accomplish. So, uh, life insurance is uh, and you know gets a bad rap. Uh, I, I remember at one time I thought that life insurance salesmen were just about uh, one rung under a used car salesmen. Uh, and not to pick on used car salesmen there's plenty of fine uh, upstanding people out there in that trade and it is an honorable profession but in people's minds people used to think you know they used to stereotype a certain uh, uh, you know jobs or certain professions and life insurance so let's face it at it- uh, didn't have a, the, the best reputation in the world. But life insurance today has evolved as a product. Uh, life insurance today is not the product that it was years ago, although there are some products years ago that are still around today that are doing extremely well. But I think we have to change our uh, our viewpoint towards life insurance. And by the way, I'm going to put fixed annuities in that uh, in that realm as well. A fixed annuity is just uh, a, a an account with an insurance company where your uh, interest rates can be linked to the, to the growth of the stock market, but your principal is never, ever exposed to the, to the stock market, so. In other
0: words, you get the upside potential of the stock market without the negative fall of the stock market. You won't lose a dime in this type of product. Hey, I'm going to get to that thought in just a second, but right now, I'm going to take a quick break. In the early 1900s, like in 1920s, 30s, you, with the $20, you used to be able to buy an entire men's suit. You could get the handkerchief, the tie, the vest, the jacket, the pants, the belt, everything. And you could also buy that with a piece of gold. Now in today's standards, you can't buy much with $20, maybe a tie, maybe that's it. You could not even come close to an entire men's suit with a $20 bill. However, if you still had a piece of gold, you could still buy an entire men's suit with that piece of gold. You see, silver and gold have intrinsic value and it's had intrinsic value since the beginning of time. It's always been a currency around since the existence of man, gold and silver. So why not protect your investments and protect your earning power by owning some gold and silver? And the easiest way to do that is contacting Jim Twell at epswealthmanagement.com. That's Edward Paul Sam, wealthmanagement.com, epswealthmanagement.com. Give him a call and let him know you'd like some to have some tangible assets in your portfolio. You'd like to have some gold and silver and, and he can help you do that. So if you're ready to protect yourself, and protect your investments, then go ahead and give Jim T Wald a call, whom you've seen on our program at epswealthmanagement.com. Let him know Amber May sent you. You are listening to the Amber May show, and now we return to the show already in progress. Right. Yes,
1: now- it's it's like going to Vegas and uh, when you're winning, you don't get all the winnings. You you get about uh, you know, you get a portion of the winnings, but when you lose you never have to push your chips over to the other side of the table
0: yeah it's a great it's a great way to uh, invest your money I, and I like that versus the variable annuity so again if you're really adverse to the stock market you're going to want to get an index annuity a fixed index annuity versus uh one that's linked a variable annuity a link to the stock market because if you can't sleep at night that's the kind that you want to fix index annuity. But how does life insurance also coordinate? So we've talked about the person who loves the stock market and we have a EPS wealth management. We have a wonderful strategy. That's an income producing strategy, <clears throat> not growth. That's different. That's a one trick pony. As Jim says, I've been, I've been listening and, and taking notes where the income strategy works in a down market or in an up market. And it works harder for you in a down market. So, and then if you can't stomach that, then we have this annuity. That's amazing. And then we talked about earlier how in 1929, how a cash value life insurance helped save some people, some farms, people committing suicide where they thought they lost everything, helped Walt Disney build Disneyland. How can that also help? Because you also talked about investing in your grandkids' life. How can life insurance help do that?
1: Well, first of all, uh, there's uh, a lot of uh, grandparents would like to see their kids go to college. And they'd like to put money aside for that uh, for that event, uh, and you can do it in what's called the 529 plan. Uh, basically, there's some tax breaks uh, for putting the money in, and it, it can be the right uh, it can be the right tool for the right situation. But here's what I see in the financial services industry. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, you, you mentioned an annuity and, and we have uh, one of the best, uh, I think, probably the, the best income annuity uh, on the street that we have yes. access to. It. It's it's a wonderful product. And I have to be careful that I don't use the uh, the round peg in square hole situations. Uh, there's always a temptation to do that. So what happens when people uh, buy annuities is they often buy them from, uh, from people that are selling them agents that are selling them but they they really have no idea what they're doing Uh, the classic story i heard one time was an agent uh, coming into the marketing organization's office and saying "Uh, i have a client that wants to buy an annuity today which one pays me the biggest commission jim
0: i just came up with that too there was a financial advisor i was talking to maybe a month ago and they said something similar yeah, I was looking for the one that pays the most commission. I'm like, what? Like, I, I was kind of dumbfounded. I'm like, that's how you're selling them? Like, really? That's not how we roll in EPS wealth management.
1: Yeah, I, I can't do that. Uh, I've never been able to do that. And, and that's fortunate, I, I believe. But annuities are not like alligators. They're not all alike. It's, you know, the, the old joke about alligators. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. Or crocodiles, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. Uh, that is not true of annuities actually today's annuities are pretty complicated uh, instruments they're great used properly uh, they have a lot of nuances to them that uh, if you if you take and match up the right annuity with the right situation it's a thing of beauty mm-hmm. if you you match up the wrong annuity with the right situation, it gets ugly very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the downfall of annuities, very honestly, is that your money is uh, not fully liquid for a period of time. That could be a 10-year period of time, a 12-year period of time. So if you make a mistake, it could be 10 or 12 years before you can fix that mistake. So, uh announcement
0: penalty or taxes. I mean, if you really had to get to it, I mean, you'd pay penalties and taxes if you really like we're very desperate, right? Am I correct? Yes, yeah, yeah, like yeah, you'd you get, get to it, but you'd be paying penalties and taxes. So we would prefer that not happen to you, right?
1: Yep. So this is probably the point uh, to mention the word fiduciary, which is really a popular word today. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing it in the advertisements that I get uh, for people that are doing uh, seminars at very fancy uh, steak joints, uh, steak restaurants. Uh, Fiduciary, I'm a fiduciary. Well, what does that mean? Well, a true fiduciary takes an oath to put the client's needs first in every situation. In other words, if you're a fiduciary, you're never going to utter those words, what annuity is paying the biggest commission today? Mm -hmm. That's never gonna happen. Mm -hmm. But a true fiduciary does something else. A true fiduciary matches, uh, it finds out what the client is, uh, what their situation is, what are they trying to do? What do they have to work with? What's their temperament? What kind of, uh, you know, can they stomach the market? truly can they stomach the market? I know a lot of people say they can. Uh, I had a client years ago that uh, was an airline pilot. He was also a rodeo bulldogger. And a rodeo bulldogger is a guy that jumps off a horse going 35 miles an hour onto a bull that's also going 35 miles an hour, grabs the horns and wrestles him to the ground. So now, if anybody, if, if anybody understands risk, a rodeo rodeo bulldogger should understand, right. but this guy he could he could jump onto running bulls, but as soon as his account in the stock market went down even a little bit, he fell apart again, like the proverbial two dollar suitcase uh sorry to overuse that, but I think you get the picture he just couldn't handle it and and there's nothing wrong with that that doesn't mean you're a bad person; it just means that that is who you are. And a good financial advisor will recognize that and will use products and services that are a good fit for you, but also able to get the job done that you need to get done.
0: Mm -hmm. So going back to the grandparents, what can they do for their grandchildren to build a future, to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance?
1: Uh, thank you for keeping me on course Amber. So uh, two things. First of all, the uh, I like, I like cash value life insurance and I like cash value life insurance purchased from a company that pays dividends. Uh, just uh, I like it for the same reason that I like buying stocks that pay dividends. And basically dividends, uh, when you buy a, a policy that pays dividends, dividends are considered an overcharge of premium so that but when they're paid they come out to you income tax free and they can be used to either enhance your child's education or they can be uh, put back into the policy and increase the death benefit of the policy but you can use a life insurance policy basically that links the uh, growth of the interest inside of that market to the uh, performance of the stock market if you want to, or you can also do it in a policy that's paying dividends. And and the company that we use, or one of the companies that we use, we use a couple of them, but one of them that we use, if you look at their dividend projections, this company is over 100 years old, and they have always, in 100 years, they've always beat their dividend projections. So I can't guarantee that they're going to do it in the future, but if they've done it for over a hundred years in the past, I'm pretty confident recommending uh, that product as a way of solving uh, a grandparent's desire to provide money for the kid's education. And by the way, uh, if you look at the, uh, the the cash value buildup in those policies they are can rival what's happening in the market. And the reason that they rival what's happening in the market is they don't go down when the market goes down. Let's say that you you use a 529 plan, for example, and you use a mutual fund uh, inside that 529 plan to uh, to build up uh, cash for your, your child or for your grandchild's education. And let's say that your grandchild is going to go to college in 2008 Mm-hmm. And it's 2007. Mm-hmm. And as we know, you know, historically, looking back at that period of time, the market dropped about 40%. Well, you've put all your money into this plan, and now your child's ready to go to school, and suddenly the market drops 40%. That's that's, uh, that's a bad situation, in my opinion. That's a horrible situation. Now, you know, for some people that have other money and they can pay for the education out of other sources... Maybe that's not a big deal, but for others, if it's a grandparent and you're trying to make sure that your child is going to have that money, you might want to use an instrument that is a lot, uh, a lot more predictable. Let's put it that way. I'm not going to say safe. I'm going to just say more predictable in what the outcome can be. And so, and is there
0: caveats at what they can use the money for in these cash value life insurance policies? Because with the plan there are some caveats. You can use it for this and this and this, but not for these things.
1: Yes. Uh, in the 529 plan, you basically have to use it for educational purposes. If you use the life insurance uh, product as an example, and you're, let's say your child goes to a tech school. Now, you know, the 529 plan could conceivably pay for that if it's the right school. But let's say your, your child goes to a tech school or maybe your child just goes and uh, works with uh, with someone who's really good in the business let's say your child wants to be a welder and you've got a friend of the family that's a terrific welder but he doesn't run a welding school he just is a terrific welder and your child has the chance to work with that person in a, a mentorship situation uh, and could use the money that you've put into that policy for that purpose so I I just, uh, you know, use it
0: for other things like um, life changing events. Can you use it for? Oh
1: yeah, you could use that cash for life changing event as a down payment on a house. Uh, Any any situation. Uh, that you want to do it for. And and basically, uh, until the child becomes of age, you as the parent or the grandparent are going to be the owner of that contract. So you can exercise some control over it and you can give the control to the child or the grandchild at the moment that you believe in your heart of hearts that that grandchild or that child is able from a uh, just from a wisdom uh, and a personality standpoint, able to handle those funds. Able and to if
0: your first. grandchild is a spender, you can still have control long after you die by putting that policy into a trust. Am I right on that?
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes, you're right about that.
0: And let's talk about taxes for a minute. Okay, I'm not sure about this. Maybe you know more. 529 plans, is it taxable? When you take the money out, is that a taxable event?
1: It is not a taxable event if it's used for educational purposes. Again, so you just have to make sure that you use the uh, five twenty nine assets for what the program allows. So what the you have to have to live with the restrictions of the program, so to speak. So,
0: and um, not- as far as the life insurance goes, and you pull money out, is that a taxable event?
1: No, if you if you do it correctly, it's not a taxable event, and that's one of the big uh, one of the big pluses of of life insurance, even as a, over annuities. If you pull money out of an annuity, for example, and it's not uh, it's not an IRA or or a, a, a qualified plan money, if it's just uh, what's called unqualified money, you're going to pay taxes on the interest portion. Once you get down to the principal, of course, that's not taxed. Now, let's compare that with a life insurance policy. In a life insurance policy, it has cash value in it, like, uh, like an annuity would have, like a, a 529 plan would have. There's money in that policy. You can take the money out of that policy as a loan. And if you know anything about loans, you don't pay taxes on money that you borrow.
0: And, so and you can you take the money out of it. The- Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: ahead. No, you go ahead. So if you're taking the money out of the policy and you're doing it in the right way, it comes out uh, income tax free. So now you've got a policy that basically it does a number of things. First of all, there's going to be some life insurance there for your child or grandchild that properly done will be there for as long as they're alive. There's going to be some cash value there when they reach uh, the age that they would go to school, or that they might uh, take a, a mentorship, or they might, uh, you know, they might go to college, uh, they might go to a trade school. There's money there for that purpose. It can come out on a tax-efficient basis. In fact, uh, money coming out of life insurance policies, uh, and I'm not an expert in this area, but uh, my understanding is it does not impact student loans. So. I'm not a big fan of student loans. I'm not a big fan of borrowing money for any purpose, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, there are some things in life. Obviously, if you're going to buy a home, uh, most people cannot afford to uh, shell out uh, five or six hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars a day, so they have to take a mortgage to do it. Mm-hmm. So, but if you if you have a a situation with a grandchild, if you can use a product that just gives them so many more options, Uh, insurance for the rest of their life, the ability to tap into the cash value and pay for whatever expenses are going to come up at that point. It could be a sickness. It could be the desire to buy a new house. It could be the desire to invest in a business like Walt Disney did. It could be the desire to use that money for educational expenses. you know, if it's coming out of the life insurance policy and is coming out income tax-free, well, that's as good, in my opinion, as coming out of a 529 plan tax-free. And, so, and it's
0: not like if you take a loan out on March 1st by April 1st, you have to make your loan payment. It doesn't quite work that way. you can pay It does not that. work
1: that way Amber' great. a great observation when you take money out of a life insurance policy, it's a loan that you don't necessarily have to pay back ever exactly ever. Now if you buy a policy that pays dividends, you can use the dividends to repay the loan,
0: and you can also use dividends down the road to be paying your premium too. So, yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, let, since we're talking about insurance, what about the gurus that say buy term, invest the difference?
1: Well, I I think a lot of those gurus. I've heard that some of those gurus don't even do that. That if you if you dug into their finances, you'd find some cash value life insurance. But uh, I had listened uh, with my son. We listened to a, a podcast the other day, and the gentleman on the podcast said six words to help you win at the insurance game. Six magic words, and if you follow the six magic words, you will win at the life insurance game every time. And he had my attention, so we are with that. Okay, come on, give us the six magic words. And he finally did, and it was policy in force. When you die, <laughs> if you buy term and invest the difference, for most of us, you're going to outlive that term insurance policy. And yes, you can renew it. You can, uh, you can, you can buy more term life insurance. Uh, but basically, what happens, or what I see happens, is that when you buy the term life insurance in your twenties the notches on your belt are are uh, well let's just say that you wear a much smaller belt than you might be wearing when you're in your 40s or 50s mm-hmm. you may not be the stud or the the gym rat that you were 30 years later mm-hmm. so buying term life insurance is a temporary solution to a permanent problem, in my opinion. We're all going to die at some point. And most of us, or most of our families would like some life insurance in place when that blessed event happens. So I'm a great believer in using term insurance where it should be used for temporary situations, but don't use it as the foundation for your life insurance for the rest of your life. Uh, I'm a, I'm a perfect example of one who bought into the buy term and invest the difference argument when I was younger. And then I found out later in life that I wanted to keep my life insurance in force for my wonderful wife. And I also found out later in life that when you're going to buy permanent insurance at age 70, it ain't cheap. Mm -hmm. So fortunately I was able to get it, even though I had gone through an episode of, uh, of uh, prostate cancer earlier on. But for a lot of people, they get th- through those situations and they find out they can't buy the life insurance anymore or they can't afford the life insurance anymore. So I'm a great proponent of buying the right product upfront when it's inexpensive and to do it with a, in, a, in a policy that pays dividends, that those dividends can be used to either enhance your coverage later in life if you need it or to pay all of your premiums later in life if you can't afford to pay them at that particular point. Or just to take the money out on an income tax-free basis and use it to supplement your need for uh, just paying your monthly expenses.
0: Yeah, a like, tax-free uh, retirement. Perfect. I mean, that's, yeah.
1: that's genius. And you've got cash values that you can use in there you can be your own banker. Mm -hmm. You can, if you want to buy a car, you could go into the values and your policy and pay for that automobile. And if you're going to pay interest, why not pay it to yourself instead of to the bank or the credit union?
0: So, you know, you're using big words like certified financial planner, fiduciary. And to me, I'm thinking it must cost a lot of money to work with you.
1: Well, uh, I get that. uh, I get that very often. Uh, I don't think I can afford to work with you. And very honestly, uh, the reverse is true. Uh, A good financial planner, a good fiduciary is going to save you money. In a couple of different ways. First of all, you're going to avoid mistakes that you would otherwise make if you bought from a salesperson that uh, finds what your hot button is, so to speak. And hot button is just the thing that uh, if I, if there's a, there's something, let's say uh, you're a person that just wants to have a lot of money. So if I touch the greed button in you, uh, and I push it in the right way, often enough, you're probably going to respond and you're going to respond whether the product that you're going into is appropriate for you or not. So a good planner is going to save you from making decisions that you're going to regret later. A good planner is also going to be able to give you relevant information about the topic that you're or the financial area that you're trying to make a decision in, give you relevant information, not sell you, not push you to do something that you maybe shouldn't do, but to educate you to be the guide by your side, so to speak. You know, when you're uh, when you're fixing something, if uh, last night, for example, I was trying to repair an nice maker that I got for free, and uh, it wasn't working well for me, let's just put it that way. And at that point, I wish that I would have by my side, someone who is really a handyman, who really knows how to use those tools, who really knows how to put things together. So a good financial person is a guide by your side to help you make good decisions, give you relevant information. You can look over at him or her, and she will look back at you with either a smile on her face, or a smile, or a look on her face or his face that says, "If you do this, this is one of the worst things you'll ever do in your life." Uh, I, I don't play poker well, so if you're going to make a financial decision and I'm involved and I think it's a dumb decision you won't even ask me have to ask me for my opinion it's going to be written all over my face so and and then a good financial advisor knows what's out there for example there's over 2500 insurance companies in the country today mm-hmm. you would die before you had the time to listen to all 2500 agents give yes. you a pitch yeah. so you need someone that's going to actually Uh, instead of selling the policy to you is going to sell you to the insurance company, so to speak. In other words, Mm -hmm. It's going to, the person is going to say uh, to the XYZ insurance company, I've got Amber Hilliger here. Here's her situation. Mm-hmm. Here's what she's trying to accomplish. Here's what she's had to, has to work with. And by the way, a couple of years ago, she had an experience or she had this happen in her health. So I need to be able, uh, I need to be able to find a company that uh, her health situation is not going to be a big factor. Mm-hmm. Uh And if you if you take the business that way, and that's what a fiduciary is designed to do, if I take you and sell you to the insurance companies or to the investment companies, and if I find a solution that's really going to fit your situation, and if I've taken time to find out what your situation really is, that's a good mix. And you're going to save money doing it that way. You're going to so save. So, what should a lot our
0: listeners and viewers do after listening to all this information? If if they need help or a second opinion, what do you think the next step would be?
1: Well, uh, you know, find a find a person out there, and we're not the only ones. Uh, I think we have a great attitude. I've seen other uh, planners out there with similar attitudes. But here's what you need to do. First of all, you you have to. Uh, think about the person that you're working with with right now. Um, do you are they selling you things or, or are they, you know, taking time to get you to know your situation and helping you make good financial decisions? Do they have a do they have some software that they work with, for example, that helps you organize your finances? You know, the Bible says this, know the condition of your flocks and herds. Mm-hmm. Now, modern day translation for those of us that don't have flocks and don't have herds it's get organized get your financial house in order uh, and then secondly be interested or be careful about listening to financial gurus who proclaim a one size fits all approach to your planning mm-hmm. uh, you know one color fits all only if you're in prison then everybody wears orange but for the rest of us, I don't like orange. I don't look good in orange. And you know, what fits on on uh, on your body, Amber, isn't gonna fit on mine. Uh, you know, some people say today that you should be doing those things. I'm not one of them. but uh, so you know, take the same approach to your planning that you would take if you were going out to buy a new suit of clothes. Let's get one that's tailored to you that makes you look good, that makes you feel good. Uh, with material that's going to last for a long period of time, uh, certain things work, others don't work. So let's work with a planner that's going to have your interest in mind.
0: So if they're listening today and they want your opinion, give give Jim T. to call at EPS Wealth Management 623-537-3657, 623-537-3657, or visit him at epswealthmanagement.com or I epswealthmanagement.com or iloveeps.com, and that will get you to Jim Twalt. Well, the links are also in the description. Right here in the podcast, or you could go to the website and find him there at theambermayshow.com. When you're at their website, I have a debt calculator that you can look at and use and utilize if you are in debt and need to get out of debt. So check that out at theambermayshow.com. You'll also find a link to Uh, eps wealth management as well if you're not checking the description below well i want to thank you so much jim for checking uh, for spending time with us giving us some wisdom today on finances the stock market insurance um about life situations that have come up so i want to appreciate you spending time with us today
1: well thank you amber i appreciate the interest that you have and just helping people to have a better life in every sense of the word and to think about what they're doing in life and uh That's a good thing. And thank you for that. I really appreciate being on with you. You always ask great questions. It's always a fun conversation. And I love your heart, which is to improve people's situations, help them to be all that God designed them to be.
0: Thank you for joining us today on the Amber May Show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And if there's someone that came to mind, please share this episode with them. Please follow us on Telegram at the Amber May Show. Choose social Amber May, Frank Socially Amber May, or Cloud Hub. I can't wait to see you next time on the Amber May Show. EBSRA LLC is a registered investment advisor. The information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment or investment strategies. Investment involves risk and uh, unless otherwise stated or not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategies discussed.